0: okay so passing it out to you a little special announcement um
1: yeah so i just want to use this opportunity to announce that insomniac classics records is launching this year festi
0: fam the time is now festival goers unite welcome to the festi files podcast where we highlight the creative and inspiring individuals who each collectively come together and bring to life the festival experience, the festival community. So if you're watching this at home and you attend festivals, if you're somebody behind, backstage at a festival, if you're dancing on stage or if you're dancing in the crowd as if no one's watching, or if you're the person who's providing the beats, we each play an integral piece in the puzzle, AKA the beautiful festival experience. My name is Desmond Beristain, CEO and founder of Festi, Festival Smart Band. And today I'm so stoked uh, to announce and get this guy on the podcast. Such an inspiring story, inspiring soul. This guy is an OG. Let's just start there. Over 25 years as an OG in the hardcore techno scene, he is an OG of uh, Electric Daisy Carnival, Insomniac. Herb Magazine even referred to him as the godfather of West Coast. Hardcore techno. And he's actually played so many first-time festivals. Literally, this is the first ever Cyberfest, the first ever this festival, like being a part of that, that that's history in the making. Um, he makes cameos and features in Insomniacs together as one documentary. He's the head of Insomniac Classics, Dmitry Grinofsky, aka DJ Demigod. DJ Demigod, welcome to the Fantasy Files Podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here.
0: Oh, thanks for, thanks for joining us. I mean, and fresh off EDC. So that kind of to everybody listening, like who is DJ Demigod? Um, I'm like five years into the festival scene, right? You got decades over me. And I think it's super important to obviously you pay your homage to, you know, to your, to the high, the older generation, but also learn from history. So Let's get into it. You you just performed a, 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 a basically a set at, at EDC Virtual Ravathon uh, spur of the moment, and um, let, let's let's talk about that before we get into your, your personal history because how that come about? I mean, literally that was trending, and that's what led us to reach out because those are the type of stories and energies uh, that we need right now. You know, that was super
1: comforting and, and beautiful to watch, and amazing set by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, it was definitely unexpected. Uh, what, basically, what I was doing was I was just chilling uh, with Pasquale, uh, his girlfriend Lexus, you know, just enjoying the moment and the atmosphere, hanging out with the team, watching the broadcast. I was there on Friday, uh, went on Saturday. We drove up together. Um, I p- picked him up from his house. And um, just a little backstory: I know in the broadcast, Pasquale said, Uh, So do you always roll around with your USB in your pocket? And I swear that was the first time I ever brought it with me. And it was, it's, it's crazy how it worked out because on Saturday, I left the house, I set the alarm, I got in my car and a voice literally said, go back and get your USB. So I pulled back in my driveway, went inside the house, grabbed the USB and this universe is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It was so unexpected. And I was chilling backstage, uh, hanging out with Lexus, and uh, I just shotgun a claw, and all of a sudden, Pasquale comes running up, and I, I haven't seen this uh, look in his eyes in, like, forever, but it was, it was like a bit of, like, a panic and a worry. He's like, dude, you got your music on you? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> And he's like, all right, man, let's get on. I'm like, okay. So, so I walk up to where the curtain is, and then I see what's going on. Uh, the uh, DJ that was about to go on, I guess his file was corrupted on his USB. He didn't have a backup. And before I knew it, I was like running up there. and And just to be there for Insomniac and for all the headliners and to step in like that, was such an amazing opportunity to help the fam and to help just the whole Insomniac movement, you know? Because like, I I don't know what would have happened there for the 15 minutes I was on. And and just to be able to step up like that was a blessing beyond belief. And uh, the way it worked out with me going back and getting that USB was, it was mind-blowing. Like, I can't get over that. I never have it on me that
0: yeah when I heard that story I was like well that 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 really happened like this guy just had his USB and you're just ready for the moment and I think it's it's beautiful on so many levels right and as you mentioned it's the universe working its magic and you know we're all at home right now and looking for something to do we're trying to stay positive we all got to understand like the universe is going to be there for us and being ready, staying ready. You know, one of the reasons why we kicked off this podcast is so that we can each uh, reflect self-reflection as a community, you know, how we can make the festival world festival, literally experience a a better place. So when we get back out there, we're more aware, more cognizant. And it's about working on it now and being ready now. And, And I mean, it's just super cool that so, so literally, you just jumped on the decks and just got down. And I mean, yeah. talk about that from a mental standpoint.
1: Well, the first thought that ran into my mind is, you know, you have to balance because you have to think of the show. Uh, you, you have to think of, um, in this case, it was the broadcast. And you, you, I, I can't just go in there willy-nilly and play something that doesn't fit the setting and the time and the circumstances, you know? And, I'm not trying to show off anyone. I want to keep the flow going. You know, like like real DJs did, did and, I, and I think still do. You know, like you're thinking about like the audience and you're thinking about like the bigger picture. It's not about me promoting my new song or uh, or anything along those lines. It's, it, is I wanted to create a continuity of music and the vibe. And so I didn't want to come in and be like, Bam, you know, like yeah. I, 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 wanted to create a mood, um, promote this like feeling of positivity, and so I knew right away I have to drop something that's that's positive and happy and mm-hmm. and and um, just creates a vibe and, and, and the feels. So uh, the first thought that ran to my head was, dang, what am I gonna play? and and in that moment i made the decision uh to 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 play sort of that that genre sort of that kind of um um kind of classic transy progressive you know it's um like i'm all about playing music that connects people to awesome memories and i said this on the nocturnal broadcast but uh, I'm all about insomnia classics, like I've devoted my complete soul, being, time, energy, all of it uh, to this endeavor. And it's about nostalgia, it's about connecting the memories, it's about good feelings, uh, it's about uh, just create creating an, a moment where we connect with our best raving selves. And to a lot of people, there are certain songs that just automatically trigger this part of their brain that makes them go, oh my God, I was in the desert dancing under the sunrise for that song. Or like, I, I kissed like this, like, you know, this girl or this boy, like, you know, at this festival, and it was like magic and the song was playing. And um, so I spend a lot of time like imagining and thinking about and remembering what those specific songs are. Um and that's really how I went into that set is I want to use this really short amount of time because I didn't know it could have been five minutes, 10 minutes, could have been an hour. Um so I wanted to create like a mini trip. Uh even if it was only like a 12 minute trip, but like take the audience on a trip, which is I think the real purpose of any good DJ is you're trying to take the crowd, the audience, um, on a journey, you, you know, and when it's 10 minutes, it's tougher, you know, because there's an intro, there, there's an escalation, there's a plateau, uh, there's a descend, uh, you know, there's peaks and there's valleys. So, um, all that stuff is running through my head as I was picking out the tracks to play. And, uh, it just worked out so beautifully. I'm glad, like in that moment, I picked out those tracks I did because I've received a lot of great feedback. Like, oh, you played Tokami, you know, yeah. you put, you started off with Brain Bug, and um, I, I think like one of the reasons I was able to do that is is how you opened the show, um, highlighting experience, you know, and that's what I fell back on because I'm not gonna lie, I was I was super anxious, you know, like and I was, it was unexpected, so the one thing that gets me through like instances like that DJing is just knowing I've had hundreds and hundreds of moments like that, that are unexpected. Uh, you know, when you're playing on turntables and you turn around and some, you know, to grab a record out of your crate and you come back and someone swipes a slip mat. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do in that moment? You know, like, what do you do when you're playing in the desert and, uh, the you know, something knocked something over or, or like some naked guy runs up and like does something. <laughs> you always have to be able to react. And that's when I really tapped into my experience. And I'm just blessed to, to have that, to, to rely upon.
0: Yeah, that, that
1: was an amazing, and you, you can sense it. You could
0: sense the energy. Like that's one thing to me. I was like, man, this guy's, I can feel his energy through his set, through the music he's playing. And then just like his intent. And then, you know, even at the end of the set, you know, there were, Pasquale was, was kind of saying some words and, and you guys were talking, you could still, you were so hyped and just, it was just like this emotional charge. And um, even talk about that at the end when you're like, wow, I, I, I just performed at EDC on this much notice.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the last time I really performed, like. Um, I played a couple of years ago, but it was in Rainbow Road, and it was on a side stage, and it was really—it was small, it was unannounced. But th- this was really the main stage at EDC Vegas mm-hmm. uh, on a such grander scale than when I did my last uh, announced EDC, which was '04. Mm-hmm. Um, and that m- moment was not lost on me. Like I—I I was aware of the numbers that were that people of tuning in, like how much of uh, our audience was listening. And, um, you know, just talking to people backstage, talking to Cheetah and and Nick and and Bunny. And we had like over a million people across the platforms. So I had to represent Insomniac in the best way possible, especially with Pasquale doing that intro saying, you know, this is one of the very first Insomniac DJs. So like no pressure, right? You know, like an insomniac is is life to me. It, it's it's no exaggeration. It's how I identify my way of being, how I live my life, uh, that mentality, it, it's engraved in me. Like my whole house is like owls and and you know, my license plate on my car says insomniac and yeah. you know, it's uh, it's so engraved in me, so that moment of being able to step up for insomniac and connect with the company and do it for my best friend Pasquale uh, none of that was lost on me so i as I know I looked like I was just just freaking out a little bit, but that was pure happiness and joy and excitement and um, with all that I was still so serious about it you know like, like I was I was taking that moment um and not going in just willy-nilly like, like I was going in as professionally as I could even if it looked like I was just uh, uh I've read some comments online and they're like dude that guy's rolling balls I, I wasn't <laughs> rolling balls but I, I I
0: was definitely
1: feeling the ecstasy of the moment
0: exactly yeah you're feeling you I mean <laughs> Who would it be if, if that happened? You naturally would tap into that level, but then you said you were still like, boom, but focusing in. It's, it's you know, the art of a
1: performer. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a job. It, it was absolutely a job, but it was a job that um, I loved more than anything, and I'm just, uh, man, what? An, <laughs> I, as you can see, I'm still yeah, buzzing. It, honestly, <laughs> like...
0: Even for myself, like, because, like, a startup company, like, we're festy, right? We started about four years ago, and, wow, you've seen it. You've seen what you have to really go through to start your own company, ups and the downs. And, honestly, like, what moves me and makes me emotional is, like, when that time comes, when you, when you are running around, you're like, shoot, like, and then you have a teammate, someone who's been there with you, and they step up and they got you I mean like damn you know that's that's where it's like wow it's that was so beautiful you know and then like you know even after the set when Pascal said like you were so emotionally charged and of course like it's just it was just the, honestly it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen like happen and it was so real and authentic and genuine and I feel like with EDC being that burst of positivity um this past weekend Right, And the waves are, are still gonna be felt. you know. And that was part of it. Like, hey guys, it's life. When something happens, you know what? We comfort each other and we find a solution. Yeah. And then that
1: solution could end up being something extremely beautiful and inspiring for so many people. Yep, that's, that's the insomniac way of life, 100%. And there was nothing staged about that. There was nothing pre-planned from the music to being called up to the USB. Um, that that uh, his you know his USB breaking down. There was nothing pre-planned about that, um, and 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 so I think that spontaneity. Spent, I have a hard time saying that word. Spontaneity.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, was 100% legit. It was real and it was in the moment. And I think that's actually one of the things that attracts so many people to the rave scene is that living in the moment. You know, and experiencing life right there, right then, with the people that you're around, and and hopefully that, the you know the, those fifteen minutes was um really symbolized that you know like it was really like what was what was happening there was a hundred percent real, all the feelings were genuine, and um, you know like I was uh, afterwards I like like I I was looking at the true spaces and everything everyone's like lit up you know like because it was like real
0: mm-hmm. you know and we
1: all experienced this moment and that's the great thing that happens at all the insomniac festivals It's like people experiencing that moment in time together that may never happen again and they'll always have those memories and and i'm buzzing still
0: dude for sure 100 like
1: it was so cool. Even
0: I was like, man, he's killing it. Like, I was like, he's playing all this stuff. Like, and then that's when I looked you up and I was like, man, he's an OG. And, and so, so, so let's get into that because I mean, yeah, it's, I still feel electricity and we're going to feel it for a while. Cause that was like really, like I said, one of the coolest things. Um, let's talk about your history. Like, you know, you yourself with, with DJing and then growing, um, with insomnia, you know? Like, you've literally seen it all, and I feel like that perspective is something that listeners really want to hear about.
1: Uh, yes, like, so I, I want to, um, I guess, preface what I'm going to say is that insomnia creates magic, and it, it, it really changes lives. And it changed my life from the moment I walked into that Friday Weekly from the moment I had my first conversation with Pasquale, uh, I flipped my whole life around at that point because I originated, I started off raving in in the Bay Area, in San Francisco. Uh, So uh, when I first started in 92, that's where I was raving out at. And there was an opportunity for me to go down to LA, just um, spur of the moment with a buddy. So we went down there and we stumbled across, uh, I think it was the, second or the or, or the, uh, the, maybe it's like the second or third friday weekly that, that he did and i went in there just like like, like a kid in the candy store. i was like i i can't believe like like this has this type of energy and for all, i think for all the viewers, um, you can you explain what a friday weekly
0: is because what if you're on that? <laughs> yeah friday weekly what's that
1: so, so the first year of Insomniac, he did a Friday weekly, which meant that every Friday he put on a parade and he moved it around to different locations um, from, from Crenshaw and Slauson to the Hollywood Soundstage to the Gotham Club. So every Friday basically was a new location uh, as long as he could use it for and he it would go on from dusk to dawn, and um, you know it was completely underground. Um, people would have to call up a voicemail, and it would it would be his recording, and, and he would give directions to a map point usually, and then you go to the map point, which you know um, sometimes they had it like a, a zero one art gallery back when he used to be on Melrose, or or it was like a like a taco truck. And then you go there, um, and then you'd get a map, you know, and then you follow the map, and then you'd get to the location. Sometimes they wouldn't have them, he wouldn't have the map point. Sometimes we would just go straight to the location. But it was always a journey, it was like an adventure. And that was part of the experience. It was like a treasure hunt, you know, like you get your crew together, and then you just go find this underground rave, and then you get there, and it would just be like a wall of speakers uh it'd be like the dj in the corner and at that point the dj really wasn't like the uh, the focal point you know it was like the wall of sound like the bigger the wall the better and and so when i walked in there i was like oh i'm moving to la like next week so um at that point i was going to a continuation school where you like if you do like a bunch of work you can like finish quicker I went back and I think I was up for like four days, just like, just like I'm, I'm gonna have to graduate next week. I'm out of here. Uh, I finished it up, packed up a U-Haul truck, um, found a little studio apartment on Quinsetti and Sunset, moved in, and every Friday after that, if I wasn't DJing the Friday Weekly, I was raving at it. I was doing both at the same time, <laughs> and and um. So, so we, he did. He did that for a whole year, and then, which was which was incredible because it was, you know, like there the, were there were like cops after it, you know, like it, you know they would try to bust it up, uh, it, and um, you know, it, it wasn't like the cool raves were not cool back then, you know, it was a bunch of misfits, uh, it was people who didn't fit in in other areas of their life. And that's what attracted me is like, I didn't really fit in um, with sort of life in general at that point, you know? And then when I found raves, um, I felt a real sense of community and bonding. And, and I, I felt that I was, um, you know, I wasn't being judged and you know, the all are welcome creed. That's, that, 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 that's, that's been there since day one. And it felt like, you know, these are like my brothers and sisters, you know, and and we're just like raving out together. It was the greatest thing. And so I I moved down. Uh, He ran Insomniac the Friday weekly for a year. Um, Then he did uh, Nocturnal Wonderland, which was the first massive, we used to call them massives, but Mm -hmm. now they're festivals. And, you know, and then... um, E.D.C. came, uh, uh, Electric Daisy, it was called beforehand. That came, um, you know, uh, Willy Wonka's Adventure. I, I mean, it just snowballed from there, and the scene grew. So, so, the, so the masses grew and they grew, and um, there were three lulls in this, in the L.A. scene specifically. Um, there was this thing called the rave act that came around at one point that knocked the scene down like 60, 70%. There was the crack house law, um, 9-11. So, you know, we would would gain attendance and we would grow and it would get bigger and more accepted and then it would come crashing down. Mm. And throughout all of this, uh, promoters came and they went. Uh, Big promoters, you know, big events. um, They just fell up by the wayside. But the one thing that kept Insomniac going was Pasquale's sacrifice. Um, he sacrificed everything for years and years like to make it through those good times, and especially, specifically, those hard times. And- uh,
0: What do you mean when you say everything, like?
1: Um, maxing out pretty hard.
0: <laughs> As an up-and-coming entrepreneur, I'm like, I, I'm like, okay, I think I know what he means, but he pulled it off, so I really want to know what everything means. It's super inspiring.
1: Um, leveraging all your financial resources, even resources you don't have, you have to borrow um, to to keep this momentum of Insomniac going. And uh, there were instances, you know, where um, the law, you know, was cracking down. Um, there is this one instance where, you know, like events would get uh, shut down like the day before like big events like like electric daisy carnival like the day before loses its location like what do you do the show has to go on so you so you sacrifice and and you brainstorm it and you problem solve and you do whatever it takes you know you um you hit up all the DJs and you let them know okay it's not here it's here um you you contact you know all the headliners you let them know okay we got a new location you know you production like whatever it takes and that motto sustained Insomniac through all of the ups and the downs. And not only is Insomniac now really the last, great rave brand standing, it's just the greatest rave brand standing, period. Like worldwide. Um, I, am, I am so proud to have uh, been there from the, from the beginning. It's, um, um, it, it literally almost makes me tear up yeah. because I don't know where my life would be. Um, I, I may have dropped out of raving. I may have stopped DJing. Um, but uh, raves in general, but specifically insomniac, has given me so much in life. And all I want to do is give back. And so, like, this last weekend at, at the virtual rave that was just one little tiny way for me to give back and to kind of step up in that situation. And um, so to go back to your question, um, I, I think the two, I, like the two words that I could say like to any entrepreneur or, um, or, or to any budding DJ, uh, music producer, event organizer, passion and sacrifice. Passion and sacrifice, wake up in the morning, Passion and sacrifice. If, if, you're, if you put those two elements in, into your daily life and you work towards it, amazing things will happen. Life-changing things will happen. And Insomniac has proved positive that that's 100% real.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you just mentioned it. Like, things happen. And it's not always this straight line. It's tra- calling never this straight line trajectory. It's gonna be, you know, this swirl of a wave and roller coaster. But you just said if you have passion and sacrifice, you're willing to accept that. And how many times did you, did Insomniac have to just kind of maneuver through the times? I mean, the beautiful thing that happened this weekend—it it was just like paying a paying homage to like something you guys have gone through. Twenty years, you know, over twenty years. It's like to see that and be like, man, like that—that that might. Be the spirit itself, you know, and like, oh, we still got it. We're still here. We still have each other's back, and that's like what makes it so beautiful, you know. And and that was a thirty-five minute set, by the way. You, you killed it. And that was like uh-huh. a thirty-five minute set, so I got to give you the full credit on that one.
1: Uh, thank you.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, it, it's super cool to like watch that blossom bloom, but not just watch it. You're you're a part of that. So I mean, thank you. You know, thank you for for not giving up, thank you for being ready and finding solutions, you know, and staying positive because even at a time right now, that's what's gonna get people through things, right? So we want everyone at home, like, to know that. We are gonna be back out there having a great time. In the midst of all this, we're coming up with creative, like, the beautiful thing is the response, like, okay, boom, this was announced. A week later, virtual rave Yeah. Involving people, contests. Like, the creativity is still there, you know? If, if you're at home and you have an idea, jump on, try it. Don't, don't place an expectation on it, you know what I mean? Just have fun with it because it stems with that. It's developing that passion. And, and um, you know, you, you definitely have that passion to do something for 25 years. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the progression of the genre, the hardcore techno genre over the years, like going from the classic era of trance Two now, you know what have you seen, and then yeah, we'll start there.
1: What have you seen? So so when I started, I mentioned I I started up in San Francisco, which has always been the hotbed for house music. Uh, I mean, house reigned supreme there from the very beginning. So my first records were house records. It was like uh, Rosala and um, you know like everybody's free to feel good and you know like it, it, like CC Peniston and um, I knew right away that I had to sort of kind of distinguish myself from everyone else, all, most of the other DJs in San Francisco. So I kind of, you know, being like a, like a teenager, like a kid, I sort of thought in the extreme. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go hardcore. <laughs> you know, because that was almost like, the, on that, at that time, on the spectrum of electronic music, it was almost at the other end of the spectrum from, like, house music. And so I... Uh, I started buying hardcore records and and, and I told myself I'm going to be like the hardest DJ there is, you know, like, and, and it was tough in San Francisco because I was the only one playing that genre and I received love. I received backlash, um, just like I guess with anything. Um, but I received enough support to where I could keep it going. And like early on, when I first moved on from the sort of like feeling comfortable comfortable to go from the bedroom uh i, I used to hang out at the store in hate street called housewares mm. shouts out to perry and he would let he had loft upstairs that overlooked it was a ray clothing store so they sold like fresh jive shouts out to rick there you go. Uh, like clobber and, and and gat you know like like and they sold mixtapes and so i would he would let me come in every weekend i would I would take my creative records on the bus from where I lived. And sometimes I'd bring my turntables on the bus and I would have four seats with like my mixer and you know, a <laughs> stack of records. And I would, I would transfer like, a couple times to get there and I would walk up to Hay Street. I would set it up and all weekend, you know, like eight, 10 hours a day, I would just mix and mix and mix. And people, the ravers would come into the store, you know, to get like tickets or to get clothing and to get mixtapes and they would hear my music. And, and, and so um, I actually, so that's how I really became like out is from housewares and just playing inside the store and having ravers come in and promoters, you know, um, like they would say, oh, like, 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 who is that? Like, that's a very unique sound. Like they weren't used to it. And then Perry who owned the store would be like, oh, there's this mixtape right there. You, right. Know, you know, I want to pick it up. So then they took their mixtape home with them and then they shared it, they dubbed it um and so so i struggled a lot in san francisco like at first to get gigs you know like i was um i was hustling you know for gigs but it was hard when everyone's playing house music you know <laughs> so uh, when i when i made that trip that faithful trip to la and i went down there and i really heard like techno like the harder brother sister of house music you know and like like old school techno breaks. And um, I was like, man, like the music I am playing and I love, and I love House by the way, but the music that I was playing, like it exists and there's rapes for it down here and people are, you know, like raving out to it. And, and so I, I, I really fell into like the, the hardcore scene and, and I think again, right place, right time in history um i got um known for being like hardcore techno
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, that was a really sort of underground genre we were getting our records from holland like rotterdam specifically from germany um from england um very very few from the states there were some coming from new york um from industrial strength records shouts out lenny yes lenny d and uh so um uh, I predominantly played hardcore techno from like 94, but just to kind of step back a moment before that, before hardcore techno, like the Rotterdam sound really kind of existed. um, I played the equivalent from 92 to 94, I played old school techno breaks, Mm. which was the hardcore at at that time. That was the hardcore. So when I say hardcore, it kind of has different kind of meanings to it. But the early nineties, Hardcore is like Two Bad Mice, like Alternate, like uh, Eon. Um, it was that, it, it, was, it was a different sound. And then around like 94, like when Rotterdam Records kicked off, uh, it changed into like more of the four four beat. Yeah. Like, like, Hoover, like Hoover sounds, like Dominator, like those type of like rougher sounds. and And so from that, really up until um, like 2004 um, that's that's what I played hardcore techno and I remember having a conversation with Pasquale right around 2003 or so and I was like you know I really miss playing classics you know like classic techno classic house because um, I did play house and I did play techno classic trans um, but I was so known for hardcore techno he was like dude, I don't know if you can switch it over, because, you know, people know you as that. And, you know, when they think of demigod, they think hardcore techno. And I, I don't know if people are going to, like, accept you, really think of you playing anything else. And, he was, and he, was, he was right at that time. You know, that's what people, like, really knew me as, right? Um, although I was, I was becoming a little disenchanted with the music. You know, like, I really loved classics music. Um, and so when I dropped out for a few years, and then I came back, um, and only for a few years because I went to school. Um, yeah. When I came back, a lot of those people that knew Demigod as hardcore, they weren't really around in the scene anymore. So that was like my green light to be like, okay, I think I've, I think I can go back to playing all the genres of classic, mm-hmm. yeah. trance, house, techno uh drum and bass um some hardcore but um that was my opportunity to kind of reinvent myself and to go back to my roots roots of the music that i loved and and, and so um it, it was crazy you know i should have assumed you did your research you know prior to the <laughs> but when you started saying like the hardcore i'm like oh man you know because in a way i'm trying to keep that under wraps <laughs> Um, Cause I'm all about the classics right now, and uh, but it's it's a part of me. It's part of my history. Um, just to share like a really quick cool story with you. Yeah. Um, at the end of day three of EDC virtual Raventhon, after um, we closed down, you know, the broadcast, um, one of my friends, uh, John Twelfth Planet, mm-hmm. was hanging out, and he he's an old school hardcore raver. He started from the LA hardcore scene. you know like he was a hardcore kid you know um before anything and we were talking and he was you know like so like what was your you know like sort of like going back in history and it was him him i and pasquale talking and um the mixtapes came up right and he's like man i remember the first mixtape i ever had like the first tape and and he's like, on one side was Rondy Korn and on the other side, like, uh, you know, what was like the sickest set. And I was like, well, what tape was that? He's like, that was atrocities. I was like, you know, for a legend like 12th Planet, who's like blown up and I'm so super proud of him for like an LA hardcore kid to come up and just yeah. be like this world dominant force in bass music to, to be like, dude, Demigod, like, you were the first tape I ever had, like, you know, it was just, like, it was amazing, you know, like, to be able to, like, I, I love the scene, I love the people in it so much, and-, and just for us to, like, not have our any, like, pretensions, you know, because I know how huge he is, you know, like, yeah, you know, he, he was just, you know, much love to you, you know, like, you he- he- that was the first next Day I ever had. And I was like, man, I love you.
0: And I
1: was like, I'm so proud of you. You know, like, look, look, look at us coming up. It's, it's, I, the scene is such a beautiful, beautiful, like, part of my life. And I know it is for so many other people, too. For sure. Shout
0: out to 12th Planet. I mean, same yeah. thing. My, my friend one day was like, uh, she texted me. She's like, yeah, there was a DJ. She Ubers. And she's like, there was a DJ in my car. I didn't even know him. And I was like, who, who was it? What was his name? He said, like, something planet. I said, 12th planet? He's like, "It's like yeah, 12th planet. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> that guy was in your car? Like, that's, he's a legend. And, yeah, it's beautiful to see that. And it's, it's cool how you mentioned, like, you know, the people that are looked at and are blowing up now and, and, they definitely know their history, you know, and they'll drop like hey, it's because of this and that. And, and so, once again, like we're all inter, interwoven um, in this tapestry, and it, it's stuff like the, like certain artists are bringing that back, right? And they're playing this song that, you know, from 20 something years ago. And I'm hearing it, and I'm like, dude, that is still banging, you know? So, so how about this? If you had a, a few tracks, you know, because even Pasquale was doing that too. In his room he's like hey I want to play you guys this this track here and this is something I used to play back in the day um what are some tracks that some classic tracks that you would recommend to just you know up and coming raver you know I'm I'm super open I listen to everything you know I even grew I grew up skateboarding and like listening to rock and then I played basketball um actually I played basketball overseas in the Philippines and Mexico so I was like oh, yeah. was different music and then my cousin was like, hey, I want you to come to a festival. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change your life. And I'm like, okay. You know, as I'm shooting my jump shots. And uh, while I was visiting the States, I, I attended a festival with him. And that was it. That was it. After that, I, the energy, the amount of people in the crowd, just this whole new world. I was like, I want to be a part of this. This feels like a, t- a giant team community. And the rest was history. And then we ended up getting lost at the event, losing friends. And it would kind of always happen. And we're like, dude, I mean, we're festival goers. We just want to make this for other festival goers who probably have the same problem. We want them to enjoy their time here. So then it birthed FESTI and we just went on this journey, created a prototype that we could wear at events and like keep us together without a cell phone service, Wi-Fi or data and little app that works all offline. But, it's thank you thank you but it's like all because we love the community too it's like dude it's so history lesson because i i mean like i said we listen to a bunch of tracks and what do you recommend uh some just throw some classics you're already name dropping some but keep that list going
1: so um because there's there's multiple genres and and i don't want to um i don't want to do any of the genre any of the the classic genre as a disservice Uh, i think the best way um and and i guess this is me hopefully this doesn't sound like a plug but it's really the best way i can answer your question um so uh we started insomniac classics radio and we have a weekly radio show on thursdays at 2 p.m and i don't think i've i think there's two songs that are repeated in 31 episodes so there's 31 hours right now we're on episode 32 coming up on thursday 31 hours are archived right now of classic music And, and and so when you say like classics like a history lesson i mean i really you know it comes up to almost just almost to the present day You know, because some songs are instantaneously classic. It doesn't have to be 25, 30 years old. You know, so I tried to create with the radio show uh, more than a history lesson because it's so relevant to today. There's so much of that, of those elements, those sounds, the hoovers, the uh, in today's production that it's so recognizable, even if you don't recognize like the original original track Mm -hmm. so if anyone really wants it and, and, and and this is custom tailored to insomniac so you know having been there all along the way like i remember tracks that were played at the friday weekly at the first nocturnals at the first edc all the way up to the present so if someone wants to like really get an idea of the history of insomniac and of rave music I strongly suggest you check out Insomniac Classics Radio. It's on Thursdays at 2 p.m. You can go to the Insomniac app. There's a radio button on there. It's one click. Insomniacradio.com. And every week is uh, is, is just, I don't even want to say history lesson because that almost kind of, Means like it's in the past because it's so relevant to today. You know, like I was I was looking at like the comments people were posting. You know, after like Benny Benassi said and like my said and, like yes. You know, or, or like whenever someone would drop like a classic, anything from like Alice DJ to the the rouge you know, Sandstorm. You know, like yes. people would flip out. They'd be like, oh my, you know, <laughs> like so I don't want to say it's history lesson because like I didn't really like history class in school, um, because it's so relevant to today so if you want to get a better understanding of where we are in the moment and where we're heading in the future we have to be conscious and aware and knowledgeable about the past exactly and so insomniac classics radio every thursday at 2 p.m on the insomniac app on insomniacradio.com it's a one-hour show and it's just classic banger after classic banger and um i so that's you know without and i wanted to kind of answer your question that way because even if i reel off like 10 tracks right now 10 songs i'm going to miss a thousand yeah 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 you know? and they're all like they're all so special to so many people you know like like they're so in touch with those songs that I just encourage so, you know, anyone that's interested to tune into that radio show. Um, and it, it's good vibes, it's, it's positivity, and, and, and you also get a good understanding if you walked into Insomniac in 93, Nocturnal, Wonderland 96, EDT, EDC 2001, EDC you know, 2014, like what would you be hearing? So, that show is all about you walk into Insomniac. These are the songs that were being played and the ones that people were raving out to. Awesome. Awesome. It's
0: timeless. You know what I mean? that, that It was kind of a trick question because you're like, man, I mean, the music is, is timeless. And you just said that there are instant classics, there are stuff that has that resurfaced and everything has a special kind of place. In people's hearts. And every 10, there's a thousand that that aren't being mentioned, but definitely we'll check that out. Insomniac Classics. Insomniac. um, And it's cool you also name drop Benny Benassi set because I just want to take a moment to like shout out to Benny Benassi because that with the whole vinyl analog, I was like, yo, because my dad was a, you know, just DJ locally in LA, um, you know, little parties and stuff like that. But I vividly remember growing up as a kid. And then when Benny Benassi was like playing these tracks, I was like, oh my gosh, I did not know this was gonna happen tonight. Like I literally was see- like here, you know, going back in time and seeing my dad play those tracks because I'm like three years old, looking up like, what is this one? What is this one? So it was just like the nostalgia part, as you mentioned, and that's kind of what the Insomnia classics, uh, it seems like that's what that movement is, right?
1: Yeah, every episode is different. Um, we cover all the genres. I'm on a bit of a trance streak with the latest episodes, uh, but I did like a a funky disco inspired like house one um, for uh, last week's one. You know, we do like, uh, we do um, techno breaks. We do techno, we do house. We do, you know, we we cover all the genres because that's the great thing about insomnia classics. It's that it's all the genres, all the years. So it's, it's just, you know, it's not like, it's not narrow, you know, so you can go and you can explore, and you can hopefully be, um, you can come across music that you didn't know about, uh, or you can come across music that just triggers those memories. Yeah. And so, so my hope, my hope is that, um, again, like to answer your question is people maybe use this interview and and like hearing me talk to kind of inspire them to explore the roots the history the culture of insomniac and a great way to do that is through the radio show because it's weekly Mm -hmm. and also um if you know i'm i'm working hard to to bring back classics and nostalgia and and the memories uh, as much as i can um with that that sort of through the company you know so yeah. uh, we, we have uh, insomnia classics records coming out awesome. um uh, we, we have uh merge you know we have like so it, it's it, it's growing and, and and the more that our headliners interact with us it, it's just going to keep growing so like um yeah like i i'm so excited about it and, and, and you know but um none of it happens without you know the headliners. So I, I just I guess I want to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much. You guys make all of this happen. Like all of it happen. And we wouldn't exist without you. And that's why pasquale has so many giveaways, you know, that he saw this weekend. He just wants to give back. And that's I want to just give back. And like however you think we can make festivals better the radio show the records you know like just communicate with us and we'll integrate it because it's it's really like all for you guys and and like we're all coming up through this together and experiencing the moment as one so uh i really appreciate i really appreciate all you guys like like i respond to all the messages i get you know like each one is like special and um i just want everyone to know you're so appreciated and loved and insomniac loves you that's
0: we love you guys thank you guys i mean just the fact that like i said you were willing to jump on it wasn't like oh insomniac were i mean to be honest you could have come up with a million reasons to why not to do it you know like oh but but you all you needed was one reason to be like nah, like i'm I'm jumping on and here we are talking about you know that, that those moments you know walking through and and even I, I'm, I'm stoked and excited to jump on insomniac classics because my whole thing is like, I just play, you know, for the family, little friend gigs here and there, whatnot. But I love like, when I'm with my family and you know, they're older and I just play something just a little retro and then they're like grooving to it. And I'm like, ah, I, I just, that feeling, you know, cause my dad uh, would play, you know, vinyl. And then I showed up one day with a BDJ and he's like, what's this? And then, but then within like 20 minutes, this guy's mixing better than I, than I am. <laughs> like, he, cause then he goes, I'm using. He's like, are you using your ear or are you using your eye? And then so it's like, oh, and, and just like that moment of like learning from one another and, and seeing like, oh, that's how you're doing it. It's super cool. And I feel like just the magic is still there, everyone. Like just because we aren't physically able to be at festivals, the spirit is still live 100% within all of us. So, I mean, yeah. thank you for, like I said, for jumping on. Shout out to Pasquale. Like, we love you guys. We're going to keep pushing hard. Like, even with Festi, it's been a journey. You know, when we first started this, we thought our product is going to be in every festival in four months. And here we are four years later. But you know what? Passion and sacrifice. And we're going to keep going. And it's all about, you know, our motto is festival goers unite. It's about whatever we can do to bring the community together. You know, whether it's bringing inspiring stories, whether it's trying to, you know, push out a product, whether it's uh, a few other things. like. That's it, giving back, you know, and um, that, that's where it is. How can we find you and just, just say thank you, show our support, um, you know, because we, we really appreciate just, just everything, the vibes. I mean,
1: it's, it's decades. It's decades of love. And, and we're going to keep this going, you know. And, and, like, the way you said it was so beautiful. And, like, like, like we, we, this community helps each other out, you know. We, um, we try to bring each other up and you know in so many different ways and so uh like with with the radio show like uh, you know like you explaining like like what you're doing is man i'm all like it's inspirational to hear like your energy and passion behind it so i mean i would love to have you on the radio show um maybe you can talk about like the classic track because i have a headliner segment that we do Um, We usually have people come into HQ and then they record, they they say, like, what their favorite, like, classic track is, you know, why it's special to them, and uh, just say, like, a little bit about themselves, like, you know, it'd be awesome if you can come on the radio show and, like, um, just kind of share what you just shared right now on your show, Um, you know, so we can, like, blend the audiences and, you know, this community is so special. And I don't take any of it for granted. So this opportunity to be on your show and to meet you and to hear about your passion and, and what you're, tr- you know, what, what you're trying to create and what you're sacrificing for. And, you know, um, um, you know, you got a fan right here. So, uh, you like, know, I, I'm going to hit I, you up after the show for this.
0: Yeah, most definitely, man. That'd be an honor. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> Definitely have some stuff to share because same thing will still happen. I'll be driving in the car, a family trip or whatnot, and my mom will play Castles in the Sky and I'll be like, Ah, uh, yes. Mom? Like, like, is this why <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yes. you know, it sends me off to go on a, my own journey and research. And then be are like, wow. like, So it's just those type of moments. And you guys invoke that. So thank you so much, Insomniac Records. Thank you so much, Insomniac Classics. Thank you so much, DJ Demigod. Again, everyone, my name is Desmond Beristain. Bestie Files, peace, love, unity, and respect. Okay, so passing it out to you, a little special announcement. Um,
1: Yeah, so I just want to use this opportunity to announce that Insomniac Classics Records is launching this year. Uh, We have some really exciting releases coming up. Uh, We're doing the first ever Insomniac sample pack. Insomniac Classic sample pack that has all the classic sounds from the dominator noises to the hoovers all the kicks all um acid bass lines pianos um it's it's amazing i'm working with you know with my boy Adam Sheridan from Love Parade and from Cream um so we have the sample pack coming out on Insomniac Classics records uh, we also have a 12-track compilation with amazing, amazing artists. I mean, we're talking like uh, Dillinger and Komodo and Doc Martin. And um, I mean, it, it's like the classics of the classics. So we're releasing that uh, digitally, uh, remastered, and also we're doing a double vinyl release, a special limited edition that's going to be at EDC Vegas. Um, and also um, I have a new track coming out it's my first one and God knows how long so. yes so I, um it's finished and um, that's coming out and I'm also collaborating with um, with Adam Sheridan and, and Krista Kleiner who's this amazing amazing singer and um, we're doing an original track that's also going to be coming out this year, and so there's a lot of things happening with Insomniac Classics Records. So uh, big ups to the records department, uh, Joe and Aaron, and you know Greg. Much love to you, and uh, you know, um, you know, we, we uh, we're going forward, forward with forward with this, and I, I'm so excited. I can't even <laughs> I just want i just wanted to you know uh, again this is all for the love of the headliners and for the community and um we're just so excited to be able to share this with you so please be on the lookout for that um, they're all dropping very soon and um thank you for letting me uh just plug that for a little bit i felt nervous like doing a plug but um it's all for the love and it's all for the community and put our heart and souls into this so um So thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no,
0: that's, I'm stoked. Once again, shout out Insomniac, Insomniac Classic Records. It's coming. It's launching. And then you just said you have uh, sample packs, Insomniac sample packs, Insomniac Classic Records sample packs. And then you're releasing DJ Demigod coming out with a track. And I swear, when I looked up, when I last looked up uh, your last release, it was like early 2000s, I think. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It was um 2002. I, I did a track for the film uh, From Hell with like Johnny Depp.
0: Yes, um,
1: so that wasn't like a dance track, but that was the last time I actually ever produced anything. And um, what inspired me was going into headquarters, um, and you know, um, you know, like meeting Adam, and you know, like just uh, working with you know the records department, and just being around that energy and vibe. And then once I played at the Nocturnal. Rave-a-thon, um that was like, I'm like, oh, like I felt so inspired to create. And so th- this, this is the result of that. And it's it's good, it's such good vibes. And um I, I hope I hope you guys enjoy it because um, um, really we put our heart and souls into this and and um uh it's all about spreading the insomniac love.
0: Exactly, exactly. A reinvigorated DJ demigod, releasing a track soon. Will it be available vinyl by any chance?
1: The, the compilation is coming out on double vinyl um, with, with our new logo, which is being designed by the head of Insomniac merch and Insomniac LTD, Rick Klutz. Uh, so, um double vinyl for that the sample pack is digital and it's for all the producers out there it's going to give you all the tools to create bomb productions um like awesome awesome sounds and uh you know it's got riffs it's got one-offs it's uh so and and it's the first ever insomniac sample pack and and it's a homage to the classic sound and it's uh it's yeah, it's it's dropping soon. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I, I, I'm sure I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk about it on my IG. I'm trying to build that up a little bit. I know it's lagging, but um, uh, yeah, we got some big things coming up this year, and 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 hopefully um, we can keep spreading that Insomniac love. Oh, most definitely,
0: most definitely, big things coming from Insomniac Classic Records. Insomniac Classic DJ Demigod at DJ D E M I G O D for Instagram. People, show some love because, you know, we got a lot of love to show. So give you a nice little e hug from over here. Yeah. <laughs> and just to kindly remind everybody peace, love, unity, and respect. Festive files. Festive files. Yeah. <laughs>